That's fine. Uh, let me do this. Okay, go ahead and say something, Bruce. Say something, Bruce. Okay, that is recording. That is recording. And I'm going to pull this up. I almost forgot. Almost for. Oh, yes. Okay. Three, two. This episode of Gay Table is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. That is GT2305 at ValhallaHobby.com. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 122 of Game Table with your host, The Bruce. Hello, folks. We're having a drink today, visibly, and not just pretend in a coffee cup. We have no major socks with us, but we do have George. We have George, and we also have not the Yank, but he is currently off uh, eating dinner as well, so. <laughs> um, so, today's run format is going to be a little bit different, not just because it's the day before Christmas, but because I'm away from home. Uh, I'm running from a phone, and only a phone. So George and I are going to tag team this a little bit uh, because I can't physically see what I'm looking at. I mean, I chose all the articles, so I know what we're talking about. But run sheet wise, I don't have it in front of me and I can't look at the images as we go. So George is going to be my eyes, so to speak, and remind me what we're looking at. I know what the first thing is. Oh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't guide dog for a blind man. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into this. Uh, Newly this thing called or noteworthy the... information, especially about recent or important events. And the first thing on the news is uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol terrain, specifically for Black Panther. Yeah. We've um, known that this has been coming for a while, but actually seeing the decent photos of it, like actual proper decent photos of it, they are really, really pretty. Um, the Beast okay. of Bast is probably my favorite amongst them. So, again, with Marvel Crisis... Look, Marvel Crisis... Marvel Crisis... Marvel Crisis, Crisis Protocol. Protocol. Good lord, I cannot talk tonight. Um, they've had two two forms of intellectual property to pull from. The original comics, yep. and of course, the Marvel Universe movies. This, they've made the choice of going with the movies, which let's be honest, doing the movies with modern CGI and effects, they were able to create some very visually stunning set pieces and they've translated that very well into the miniatures for the game. Yep, no, that, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, I mean, you could probably make arguments that they are close, uh, but the way they've been painted specifically makes them look like they belong in the in in the MCU rather than the comics. I think you could paint these oh, up yeah, to look sure. like comics rather easily. It wouldn't be very hard. Um, what's the name of the other set? There's another one where it's like trees and stuff. Yes, this one is called the Kingdom of Wakanda Terrain Pact, and this has oh, got yeah. some some banners, a tree, and a very blank Black Panther esque uh, six wheel transport vehicle. Yes, so something to throw at people. <laughs> 
I think right, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all vehicles are used for Marvel is to throw at people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm trying to think if no one really has like you know a quote unquote Batmobile. Well, or um, no, Frank Castle had his uh his van. That, Frank you know, Castle has his van. The Fantastic Four have a vehicle that they fly because not everybody can fly. Yeah, um, but that's not a that, that's a very like uh comic book sci-fi vehicle. It's not you know an armored vehicle yeah. with utility. So um again, I think these are great looking sets so no that they are very pretty um like i said that the um the the beasts of bust or whatever it's called yeah that one is my favorite i think i'm getting the name wrong but the first one that we were looking at it's just called icons of bast icons of bast thank you yes so yeah um both are available for pre-order um i think the bast one looks looks the best of the two i mean the, the vehicle is very specific the other stuff you know you could sub in from virtually any other game train set whatever but this mm. this is very um specific for the intellectual property yeah i mean the the trees in the other set are very specifically african for trees like they're not really mm -hmm. something that you would find in europe or, or america but i mean at the same time trees are trees really it doesn't really matter yeah. um i doubt that anybody's going to buy this specifically for the trees although the trees are very pretty yeah they're going to get it for the vehicle which you know uh they they package that intentionally of if you want this vehicle you have to get all this other stuff too i think that the issue with if you're going to play the game and the table is going to be in wakanda you can't really mix and match as much as you could with everything else because i mean at the end of the day new york is just a city and there's enough of new york that looks different that you can probably pull from any buildings you want um but wakanda is such a specific fictional place that you can't really get away with doing the same thing do you know how uh not used to doing this i am bruce Explain the problem for us, George. I forgot to switch the view. Ah, well done. Sorry, so, on screen now, now George hey. is now showing us the Legions of Bust, so the icons of Bust. Yes, and now I need to figure out why you're not showing up. <laughs> um, oh, what? I tested this earlier, I swear. It probably means that it's not seeing Discord there we again. Go. You're going to have to edit this out. No, it's, no, nope, I got this. It's fine. I was able to make the changes on the fly. Yep. You're there. So yeah, here's the icons of, uh, of Bast. Uh, do, do, do. So, uh, and then we'll jump over to, there we go. There's the terrain. Uh, there's the vehicle we were talking about. And of course the trees. So, yeah. uh, my apologies for that folks. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, Next. The, the icons of Bass definitely, definitely the best. I, I believe it's the fearless and Star the. Wars. Is it fearless and the initiative? It's something inventive. like that. Inventive, inventive, yes. Which is Luke Skywalker breaking into um, um the giant slug guy. No, it's a uh, Leia. It's a uh, it's Leia breaking in. Well, he just walked well, in. Yes, she broke into. So, uh, there is uh Luke and Leia uh in their respective Return of the Jedi get ups, and then uh Lando and uh, R two D two as a bar which is always fun just shows how versatile an astromech can be <laughs> i mean at the end of the day i mean it's not really uh, this is something that star wars fans are going to have to have because it completes the set i don't think it's the most exciting of sets personally if i wanted I, to have a, a layer model on the table or, or a um i i Calrissian do, I do because table, i would want him to look yeah, like him i feel like this is when lando's actually doing something that is true if you look at all 
all the if you look at all the other times Lando was doing stuff, he's pushing buttons on his little arm thing, saying you changed the deal. Like he he was acting like a little you know a little bitch for a, well back lack of better words. Yeah. This one like you know he's dressed up as a bounty hunter infiltrating Jabba's palace to save Luke. Like he's doing something here. True. So um, and he's not wearing Han's clothes. That is that is a very good point. Or flying hard ship. Well, he's the one that bit it. Um, and then finally we have the Darth Vader box set, which is fear and something, but Fear and Dead Men Squad Pack. Ah, oh, that's yeah, that's right. It just acknowledges what the clones are. They are dead men. <laughs> well, you could argue though that since these are return looking Jedi's, are they actually clones at this point still? No, they wouldn't. Well, so, some of them will be, some of them won't be. Exactly. So um I do like Darth the, Vader. We got Darth the Vader looks really good. I'm not a fan of the the the, the cloak in this one. I, I think there was another pose where he had this cloak, and I was like, I wasn't a fan of that. Yes, it's very dynamic. Um, I'm digging the stormtrooper with like the the shoulder pad. Yep. From the you know like you saw in Tatooine in the desert. Um, I, I think that's something they missed out a lot on the stormtroopers. I've got the uh the other two poses up of you know the accessories for um functionality. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. A few months back, we had that diorama set where it was Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker, which, I mean, the models in it were very pretty, but the problem with it, of course, is that it was a very expensive way to buy two models. Um, so it's good that we now have yeah. options for Luke and Darth. Absolutely, yeah. Um, let's see, and, and these are the same scale as Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is 48? 40 mil. 40 mil. Yeah. So 40 mil, uh, 50 bucks, four minis. So I'm assuming the other kit was the same price. So you're, you're looking about, you know, well, 12.50 a mini, you know, which, you know, they're that biggish since, you know, they're larger. So D decent enough price. Um, they're not, ex I know that there is a percentage of the audience out there that always goes on about how expensive this game is. And it's not really. It's the same. It's exactly the same pricing at the end of the day that Games Workshop has. Now, granted, some well, Games Workshop boxes are more better value than others but at least you know I, what I was going to argue with uh, this is way better than Games Workshop because with the Games Workshop uh, you know you got your your Sarcher your hero uh, which is a 28 mil scale hero so you're you're looking yep. about that big they're 35 40 bucks now yeah so, you know th th this is I think this is an acceptable deal the, the only problem I have with um, a lot of Star Wars stuff that people seem to like onto and grab onto and want it's just it's so limited as far as the intellectual property like you don't see the the yeah, you're gonna do what's in the universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whereas uh, with with 40k, you can do whatever you want yeah, in the like, universe. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, if you were to pull in something to expand the game and help it out, you're gonna have people say, "But that wasn't in the books or the movies." Some people will still do it. I mean, people do that with. It's a little easier with Marvel because there's a lot more in Marvel and there's a lot more in canon alternate universes where Star Wars doesn't really have that. Yeah, I'm now joined by not the Yank. Hello, future people. I've taught him well. Damn. Um, Looking at the... Show him the two boxes we're discussing. Uh, I have to I'm just go, curious if he has a preference for one or the other. I have to grab this one real quick because uh, I already closed the tab. All right. So we got a couple box sets here, Sam. We got... Ooh, let me jump on that. So we got Luke and Leia. This is uh, from Jabba's Palace and uh, Return of the Jedi. And Lando and R2. Or Darth Vader and his minions. What, what, what do you think is the better looking box? Probably the one with Darth Vader. Darth Vader. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna disown you now. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, why? Because he likes the bad guy. Everybody likes Vader. No. No, I, I I I don't like Vader, and I don't like Luke. I like Han. Yeah, Han Solo's the best. Uh, yeah, but Han's not in either of the box sets. Well, they need to fix that. I I want a Han character. I want someone that's gonna. Han shoot is first. a piece. Han is a piece of rock at this point. <laughs> I, I want a Han uh, shoots first ability where he gets like an extra a dice roll before anyone else can roll or something like that. That would be fun. All right, next All right, on the list, we've on. got a uh, GameFound Kickstarter called Dungeons and Lasers. Uh, I think we've talked about them before, yep. and they're doing caves. We've talked about them a couple of times, yeah. So this is just a preview at this stage. It hasn't gone live unless that's okay. changed since yesterday. Uh, it is still in preview? Yeah. So what we can look at is very limited at this stage. Like, there's a few companies out there that's done like a cave terrain set for D and D, but this is hard plastic, so you get the I, benefit of hard plastic. It's not going to be as fragile. I do, I, I do have a, uh, a terrain set for caves. Um, I think I have caves. I haven't looked at them for so long. Uh, these are from back in the day when I had my own shop. Um, but it's yep. it's tile pieces you put together. Uh, the thing I'm loving here, and I've got it on the screen right now with the little animation. Uh, a follower gift. It's a gelatinous cube, estimated width fifty millimeters, yes. clear plastic, empty space inside, so you can stick things in the gelatinous cube. Yay! Which is fun. And if anybody has looked at the unboxings that I'm doing, the miniatures they do are very, very good. Archon Studios makes some really nice stuff. Yes, um, I'm down to the um, the core sets where we got the demonic caves, rocky caves. Oh, there's more there. Wait, did you, this you're seeing on? stuff that I don't see then, because when I the last no, time it, I looked at it, it was only that that first image yeah so, so i'm going to look forward to looking at this later when it goes live yeah so uh the demonic caves are your typical you know it looks uh kind of um oh like diablo uh in hell kind of stuff uh the yep. rocky caves which They're are very pointy and you're you're they'll be caves. like archaic symbols and stuff yeah and then you've got uh the belly of the beast which is cave stuff but it's like you're in the belly of the rancor or whatever uh, i'm genuinely really because i have a whole hunt a whole bunch of this and i had asked our patreon at one point if they wanted me to do videos or not and i haven't i haven't actually delivered on that promise but i'd like to paint them up to make everything look like it belongs in the diablo world mm. because everybody else does grays and adding those browns and stuff would make things more interesting i think so right now i've got up uh stretch goals uh unlock end endless customation props and discover nine unique sub themes interesting Something. I, I really so like I'm guessing this is like oh, oh, Bruce. Yeah, I might have to move the mic a little bit. Okay. Oh, that's too far out. It's falling. I like the gelatinous cube the most because you it's hollow, so you can like put yeah. custom things in there instead of like I don't know. You have to buy a variety. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very cool way to do a trap. Uh, going a little further down, uh, add-ons expand with three optional sets featuring minions and bosses. Yep. Uh, so I'm imagining that that will be under. Stuff. So that'll be like dark elves and goblins and stuff, probably. I am guessing that. So, and then uh, going on down, uh, if this is going to be compatible with all other dungeons and laser sets. Yeah. And there is so, quite a bit out there. Uh, assembly without glue. Pre-painted sets will be available. That's new. Yes. So, I don't recall them having done that before. I may have just not noticed, but I've, I don't recall having done that. There's not a lot of folks that do that. Um, it's very limited. It's um, There's that one terrain company. We've looked at them a couple times, and their stuff's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and then there's Black Sight Studios. But I mean, it's like it's, it's a small handful of people that are doing pre-painted terrain. 
So and on uh, on a hard plastic kit, I don't on a hard plastic kit like a traditional hard plastic kit. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Yeah. So uh, that'll be really interesting to see what that looks like, even even on the preview, because obviously that's still going to change from the campaign to when it's actually shipped to end and yeah. end customers. But that'll be really interesting interesting to see how they do that. So yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm this, definitely looking forward to when this goes live. Yeah, this this definitely looks great. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, TT Combat's uh, Advent Calendar. Yep. So this is traditional; happens every year. Uh, it's gone a little. A little bit longer this year than it has previous years. So, um, the first image nice. we have kind of limited. Is, yeah, the the first one we have up is the uh, the Luchadore, uh, as uh, TT Combat describes it, uh, a jacked up oil dude covered in gold. Oh yes, so, he is fun. So he is just an animated or not animated a drawing at this point. It's not an actual mini. Um, so it'll be interesting. It's a concept, to see, yeah, yeah, what that mini will look like when it is released. Um, and my message is open. You can see where socks is out tonight yes um on a side note and i should have mentioned this at the very start uh, in fact i might ask you to i might ask you to edit this into the start we have an exclusive reveal for one of these later stories i'm going to say something later that i will ask you to edit into the start of the show you're asking a lot on me there bruce it'll be like a five second clip uh next on the list we've got some uh carnivale terrain uh of course mdf because that's that is what tt combat does and it keeps opening oh it's going to be open on every single window um dang it uh just close the messages screen oh, i do but i have uh, i've got every single window open so the messages came in after i opened the window so they're open on every single screen now oh okay you could <laughs> mute them so um i like this just because it is two-tiered uh we've got the um what's the is this the uh, venetian building yeah it's it's like got like a cow. balcony and then it's got like a, the little catwalks around the, the top on another level yeah yeah so it's the venetian building yeah so i i, I don't know Sam, have you, you haven't seen a lot of the MDF trade? What do you what do you think of that? I think it looks pretty good. Um, Sam, when I say Venetian, do you know what I'm referring to? Do you know what Venice is? Do you know Do you know Italy? Pasta, spaghetti, and meatballs, or as they say, uh, spaghetti bolognese. Uh, that's um, Venice is the part you'll occasionally see a city, like pictures of a city that's literally sinking into the ocean. That's Venice, and they've got the little narrow boats with the guy with the stick pushing it. Yeah, so that's that's where in the world this this game is based. Plus, I'm just thoroughly enjoying putting him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked if he knew what it was or not. Right. So next on the list, uh, this is from... I don't know what this is from. This is the... Uh, it's got the uh, wings on the arms, uh, head with uh, teeth, no eyes, big bad ears. I'm guessing I it's going to be... think this is another, another Rumble Slam? No. I, I'm or guessing is this it's a Carnivale? I'm, I'm going to say it's Carnivale. Okay. I could, I could hear... Let me just show you real quick. Make people dizzy. Oh, yes. This this is kind of LA. It's it's one of the vampires. So it's a, it's a giant bat monster. Uh, I like that. It's a very it's a very good take on a you know vampire type monster. You know without it being an actual like you know the stereotype or what Hollywood has done. This is this is I kind of like really that they've um, that they've done something like it's evolved not to not just not have eyes that work, but like they just don't have eyes at all. It's not the first time I've seen it, but I like how they've done the head. Right? Yeah. Like you know, it's working primarily off of echolocation, like a bat would, and, and doesn't need its eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Next, uh, we have a uh, drop fleet commander. It's that that it, it looks like that. Um. Oh, like just after the PHR. Oh, left. it's a new. It's it's the new anomaly. It's 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 a new creature from what the anomaly was last year. 
Okay, gotcha. Um, I because you notice all the flat triangles and everything on it. Yeah, I am digging the look at that. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. After seeing this one and like the other, you know, the other couple ships like this, we just need this as a faction, an entire faction. I'm kind of hoping that it does get branched out. Yes, because this looks too good for it to be limited to the the couple of ships that it is. We need to have a dreadnought. We need to have you know frigates, cruisers, heavy cruisers looking like this. Some other weird new faction. Yeah. Um, I would say this, um, and more for Louis' case if he comes across this, if you are going to introduce them as a faction, hold that off for second edition so that you've got something to go with second edition when you do it. Absolutely. Because you what want you something to go with that when you do it. What were you going to say? I said they're adding a new faction. No, we don't know that. It's just a speculation. No, or we want them to. Yeah, we want them to. More factions means more minis. Yeah, the, the ships that I use are like the Parasayers. Yeah, he's a he's a scourgey there, Bruce. Yes. The real heroes of the game. Don't listen to the UCM propaganda machine. The Scourge are the heroes. That's why they're called the Scourge. No, the Hedgehogs are the, are the heroes. Because they're benevolent <laughs> with all the technology and they're wiping out the all the problems. And sure. Next oh, they on just the lie list, to get what they want. And then... <laughs> next on the list, uh, flip you around here real quick, Bruce, is uh, another terrain set. Uh, the castle. The castle, yeah. George, there's little red icons all over the castle. Look to see what they are. They're ladies with frying pans in their hands. Are, oh, that didn't do it. Uh, they are ladies. If you actually read the pans. description, it, it gets called the... The, the pan lady war or something along those lines. I don't remember uh, the exact word. I, I, have, I have no description on it. It just says TT combat December 18th at 12 or 6 a.m. Oh, okay. So, um, this is a great looking set of terrain. If they bundle this up like one of those white boxes I've got hiding up yeah. there that I can't point at. There, right there. I'm touching it now. If they do something like that, this is a great set. Um, castles are one of those. I don't imagine it'll be cheap though because that's a very large set. I don't know. If, if, they're, if they're displaying the, uh, the blue and red pieces, at a standard 28 mil. That's no bigger than some of the other terrain kits. Um, Curious if those standees are actually going to be something that they release or not. Yeah, but for me, like, castles are just one of those terrain sets where as long as, you know, if it's a, a fantasy setting, you cannot go wrong with having a castle set, period. Yeah, there are still people today that talk about the old Citadel castle that you haven't been able to buy for, like, 20 or 30 years or something. There's still people talking about it. What do you think? Sam, what do you think of castles? I think they're neat. And cold, apparently. Uh, next, we have a very um, uh, edgelord goth dude. So this is for Carnivale as well. This is going to be... This is... I suspect this is going to be one of the larger minis we've had for Carnivale, just looking at it. So I'm, I'm digging the look of, you know, he has the 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 heraldry to, you know, make him look like he is a Knight Templar, but the tabard's yep. not white, it's black. The barding on the horse is black. He's covering his, you know, his head with a, a hood. I, I'm guessing he's a um, like the the naughty Templar who, who does the dirty work behind closed doors. This is a mini that, at least to me at this stage, doesn't really fit with any of the factions now that may change once we get an explanation of who he is um because there's obviously going to be a story that explains why he's dressed that way like maybe he is like the punisher that comes from 
from the church or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but if this is a tease of a new faction, that's very interesting as well. So we haven't really Ooh. had a new faction that, for a that long be, time. Yeah, because... Um, I haven't asked. I don't know if it is a new faction or not. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I, I, I do like the concept because regardless, and, and if, if you say, no, that doesn't happen, you're fooling yourself and it doesn't happen. But every single organization has that one group that no one talks about and it's not public knowledge and they're the ones that get their hands dirty that do all the stuff that you can't publicly acknowledge and if you're saying that those don't exist you're wrong well they i i've seen the factual documentaries about when they sent that man after frankenstein and, and the vampires it does exist because i've seen the footage hugh jackman was in it i've, I've imagined van helsing <laughs> terrible movie in my opinion i could i hated that movie <laughs> i enjoyed it but it was it wasn't good but it was fun Sam doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> he wasn't born yet. Also, there's blood on the horse. Uh, that's the barding. Ooh, that? Yeah, that's the barding, Sam. Like, um, uh, so the barding is like the horse's armor and shows who the horse belongs to and what organization it's with. Oh. But the fact that it's painted to look like blood would not be accidental. No. Well, drawn. And, and that adds credence to this is a knight Templar that gets his hands dirty and the Templars don't um, acknowledge. Just the thought. I kind of like the idea of rather than it being a faction of its own it just being the dark side of the church like just the dark side of the vatican like the vatican are not supposed to be the good guys in this um although they obviously portray themselves as that but it would be cool if we actually got to see what that dark side was maybe um just 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 as a conceptual piece of art it's stunning i love it yeah no i agree like he used to be one oh that's a good point he just said he could be a fallen templar like he used to be one but now he's not because because he was naughty and he decided oh i like that right he's like i'm going to help i really like that idea it's it's quite literally like he's the frank castle of the knights templar i'm not a good guy anymore but i'm still gonna hurt the bad guys right (laughs) so uh then next uh i remember seeing this one this is the uh drop zone commander little ucm tanky oh yes so this is the this is something that's been requested for a long time which is an equivalent to the anomaly but for Drop Zone Commander. The only question oh. I have for this is size, whether it's actually going to be big or whether it's just a regular size thing. I'm hoping that it's kind of like a medium-sized, so that it's like a decent threat on the table. That's a great question because, so to me, this this strikes me as a piece of artillery. And when I say a piece of artillery, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, a modern, you know, 150 millimeter howitzer, which is approximately close to the size of main battle tanks, which would be the size of a standard tank in drop zone. Um, yep. If they're doing this, Dave, just make an entire faction, introduce it, you know, for zone and fleet. Um, yep. Ruin, ruin people financially because they'll have to buy it. Um, but it looks like that, though, Will, yes. Yeah, no kidding. I, I'm really digging... So... And I, and I just saw this uh, correlation. So the way Dave is dire- has you know created and directing the drop oh, universe. Yes, I completely forgot about that. These things have all had stories written about them as well. Oh, they have. Um, yeah, Dave has written. Dave has written stories on them. Okay. Um, but to, to finish my thought, uh, the drop universe is starting to give me the real uh, Babylon Five vibe. I can see that because you have like the Shadow and the Vorlon, which are they're the super advanced. Then you have the Membari, which are 
really advanced, but not super advanced. Then you have the Narn and the Centauri, which are not as advanced as the uh, Mimbari, but more advanced than, you know, the Earth Alliance, which is the, you know, UCM. So, like, I, I'm kind of liking, like, I could see this being, like, not as advanced as the Feltari, not as advanced as the PHR, but more advanced than UCM, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah. You have a thought there, Sam? Well, I was going to talk about the Red Bulls, but you are. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Resisty. The, uh, the, oh. the, the folks <laughs> just getting by. Yeah. We, like, and, you know, and they're down below the UCM because, you know, they're just getting by on what they got. So, um, it's, it's such a simple thing, but I am loving this triangle aesthetic. I am too. It's so different than what anybody else is doing right now, faction wise. It doesn't. So there's as there's aspects of each faction that's just completely different. For yeah. PHR, it's your smooth transitional lines. The scourge yeah. is very biomechanical. The humans Organic. are just human, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. The Shaltari, uh, like, the resistance, whatever we, we can create together. <laughs> and I consider the humans yeah. human. It's just human. But yeah, the the schemes you could do with this, like you know, like take er take everything but the triangles and do it like you know the um, lead belcher kind of metallic you know and stuff like that and then take those triangles and do like uh black with like the actual like proud triangle part being red or some other color combination just yeah. like you know with the mechanics i that would just look really cool yeah um what what was next i want to say it's a rumble slam one it is a rumble slam it looks like naked gandalf with a poncho and uh day <laughs> devito's the penguin without a tuxedo eating tacos I, I, no 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 sorry not Dan i DeVito. really like the tacos one. It's 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 uh it's Nacho Libre eating tacos. <laughs> No, it's Frank from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We're we're yeah, we're watching Always Sunny. So Sam, I've exposed Sam to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I have a terrible parent. D Danny DeVito is a god and should be praised accordingly. So I, I have a funny little uh, add-on here, right? So obviously it's a it's a luchador, right? They've got the masks on, right? Yep. So back in my days when I played World of Warcraft, uh, there's a guy I played with. Uh, his name was Sherwood, and he lived in Mexico right. City. And I jumped on. <laughs> one night and you know we're in our voice chat his his english is great too by the way so um and i was just like hey sherwood i just watched a documentary on uh lucha libre and he's like oh really that's cool like wh what was it called i said nacho libre and he proceeded to swear at me and leave the voice chat <laughs> yeah there'd be a good reason for that afterwards he was just like that was pretty funny but you just caught me off guard and it just it irritated me that you got me like that so um i'm not sure about the naked naked gandalf dude wearing the poncho like that's a little I'll, I'll refresh creepy. your memory here I think that's kind of the point I think the fact that it's creepy is kind of the point right and I'm gonna give so many people motion sickness this episode flipping the camera around so you can uh refresh your memory on these <laughs> uh next on the list uh for the ninth day of Christmas we're celebrating a new halfling game is this it Bruce or no <laughs> no it's one of no I, I, so this game, I believe they're calling Half Tilt. We've known that this has been coming for a while again, but this is like they're actually teasing more details on it. So Half Tilt is, but they haven't said this. I am saying this. Very loosely based on a game that featured within White Dwarf at one point, which was, um, oh, they do it at Renaissance Fairs where they run at each other with like swords to knock each other off their horses. You would be referring to jousting. Jousting, thank you. Also like so it's a jousting game, but with halflings. What was that, Sam? I like I, I like that the halfling is jousting on a Shetland pony. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, mm -hmm. halflings can't get on a normal horse. 
Also, also the halfling in question, I've uh, I've uh, blown up the picture. His yeah. uh, he's got a rooster as his um uh uh heraldy animal. I don't know why yeah. he has such a problem with that word. Heraldry. Yes. Uh so I've pulled up the I like uh, the fact and you probably won't notice this, but I, I like the fact that these halflings have been designed in a way to make them fit with the halflings they already sell. They There's feel like they come things. from that same world and that's clever. Well, good point. Cat. Um uh, What's next? So I've, I've pulled up the stat card. So it looks like he's got a lance skill of like eight, a leadership of two, and six health, zero speed, zero attack, one defense. Cowardly Lancer. And then impeccable, because of the rooster, impeccable yeah. timing. After making an initiative check, Sir Cluckington may reduce their strike pool or block pool by one roll or by one to roll one additional initiative dice. Interesting. So, yeah. So um, they have actually revealed, yeah, there's actually been reveal of how a sort of like how this game is going to be work working. I, I, I love the fact too that they're are going head first with both feet into the punning of impeccable timing. Yes. That is fantastic. That is a very TT common thing to do though. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I like the fact that they are going into a game that doesn't really look like anything else on the market. Yeah, Nobody's sure. really doing this. It's it's like uh, it's like Blood Bowl, but not you know, it's it, you know, like Blood Bowl's a very specific kind of game. But then you've got yeah. like, you know, this is a very specific type of game where the minis will be for this game kind of thing and it's like it's not not anything else. It's just this. So, um um I mean, you could have you could have the minis and use them in like D&D or something, but there's yeah. not really a lot of crossover elsewhere otherwise. Um, the original game, I believe, was called Full Tilt. I could be wrong on that. Um, I, as I in, just, like, the one that it's a reference to. I just saw of another use for them. If they ever bring yeah. back Bretonians and they have squires... Yep. Well, they are bringing back Bretonians. Well, they need squires, and then we can use the halflings. Sorry, I was really trying to get you to do a spit take there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've already closed up that tab. Uh, We're on the next one, and that is the uh, upcoming PHR game currently called Project Hunter. Now, this is where we're seeing the walker, right? Yes, yes. I will. Here, I'll flip you around. I just think the hunter looks cool. Uh, it looks very PHR. So, and I, I think that's that's really cool just because of all the, the factions we have in the drop universe. The Resisty, UCM, Scourge, PHR, Shaltari. We lost your video there, Bruce. That's all right. Um, I guess I'm the Bruce uh, now. Yeah, it's, yeah, Sam is the Bruce right now. Um, <laughs> that's all right. After we took... Oh, now your video's gone. My video's gone? Oh, no, there you are. Nope, no, you're all right. It just was not lighting for me. So, but of all those factions for the drop universe, I think doing a like a board game type and focusing on the PHR, I think that is so perfect because there's so much about the PHR that is really cool. You know, they're the only faction that's like, we have tanks, we have grav tanks, we also have walkers. Yeah. Sure, the, the Shaltari have grav tanks and walkers, but they don't have normal tanks. Like, the, the PHR span all types of technology. Yeah. Uh, JP just commented, a drop universe uh, 4X game would be amazing. Can, can you elaborate, JP? I'm, I'm I, I, wondering if this is oh. the Hunter game that they've been using for the last 12 months. Well, yeah, but I don't Project. know if that's what he's referring to or not. Well, it's called Project Hunter on the... On oh, the okay. So, um, yeah, JP's saying, think Twilight Imperium. Um, that's, I guess, a question.
question for socks since that's his favorite board game. I don't know why I still remember that. Um, uh, but needless I to say, it and I never will. that that walker looks pretty cool. Like, and, and you can go ahead and go into the comments and rip me apart on this, but that walker looks better than anything in BattleTech. Yeah, the BattleTech minis are, are, are simple on purpose, though. They're not bad, but they're just simple. So, and then last but not least, uh, to bring us up to date, ugh, on the eleventh day of Christmas, TT Combat revealed to you a reinvented game. Back with a new project that yep. will be invading your house in 2024, TT Combat is revealing Home Raiders. Now, I remember you talking about yep. this a while ago. Yeah, so, so Shay has turned up at the really, really good point because this is where I have an exclusive from Louis. Uh, um, first and oh. foremost, but before I go into that, <laughs> Home Raiders is a game that was written by the same person that did Carnivale. Uh, it was originally a Kickstarter and it's a game that launched and they and then basically it never went anywhere because he kind of went and did other things and but then eventually sold the company to TT Combat. Well, sold the IP to TT Combat. Um, so the original game, they're not miniatures. The the miniatures that you see on the website are to scale, one to one. So they're not miniatures. Uh, and basically the idea is that these are the tiny little people that live secretly in your house and they're fighting over the bookshelf or the kitchen table or wherever you are. But literally you're just playing on George's computer desk and the mouse is part of the terrain, for example. Which, I mean, come on, like, that'd be a, that'd be a cool terrain. So one thing that... Louis did say is that the miniatures in the original game he wasn't a big fan of and to be fair i can't really blame him for that they were insanely simple uh, i mean they look fine for what they were but they were really stupid simple uh the little puttians were like the small humans and that's what's been reinvented to these small soldier men that you see on screen do, do, do you know what those are sam the the say that again bruce the the l word that i can't say the little the little pushes the little little push have you ever he won't know what that is Right. Have you ever heard of Gulliver's Travers Travels? Okay, I I know what movie we need to watch next. So the next question is which one, the Ted Dancer or the Jack Black? <laughs> oh, JP just said the exact same thing I did. Yeah, the Jack Black line. Oh, that's true. The, yeah, this old nerd loves to read. Maybe I'll get him the book there, Shay. T to be fair, um, Gulliver's Travels is phenomenal. Um, it's I'm surprised that it hasn't been more done with it. It's in it's in public domain. It, it it's one but of those. But I don't know how successful the movie was. Well, they, they've had a couple adaptations. I mean, Jack Black is Jack Black, and I guess that one was fairly well-received. And the Ted Danson one, I I remember watching that one, but I vaguely remember it. And Ted Danson... I don't remember. I grew up watching Cheers, with, which starred, yep. uh, you know, you know Ted Danson, Sam Malone. And so, like, there's a special place that I have for Ted What was Danson. the one where he was a doctor? Uh, he took over as Gil Grissom's character in CSI. No, no, the, the, he plays a doctor in Becca. Becca is phenomenal. Oh, okay. If you haven't seen Becca, you need to watch it when you're finished the edit. Um, okay, so I have some exclusive news. This will be happening in early 2024. Um, the human faction are being reworked into the soldiers that you see on screen. Uh, the, the old design is basically being put out to pasture, and I can't blame him, to be honest. They do look rather... Yeah. Uh, the goblin that you see on screen is the new version of the goblin that we had. The old goblins were kind of... They're all, like, almost teddy bear-looking. Like, they were really cutesy, and they were fun, um, but they didn't really look goblin-y at all. And he's pushing it towards a more actual goblin aesthetic. So, um, so I'm going to say the, this real quick. That goblin yeah. looks like Stitch. Yeah, I agree. Minus, minus the two arms. Mm-hmm. 
jetpack looks like a battery. Well, yeah. So, Sam, yes. the concept of this game is the game surface is an object in your house. So we would sit here, like I'd scooch over, you'd sit here, and my desk would be the gaming table. So if you have a bookshelf with like five shelves and all the books, and you have like a book nook, and stuff the like that, that's the terrain that you play the game on. So it, it, it is a really, on a scale of one to 10, I'll give it a 15 for concept. Yeah. The original game was designed really simply so that it could be played by people of all ages. It was kind of designed deliberately as a game that you could play with kids as well as have fun with it as an adult. Um, it, it did need some work, hence why it never really went anywhere and why they've taken their time to reinvent it, kind of. But that is the original plan. Lewis wants, this is not confirmed yet, but he wants to do this in hard plastic. Louie. This will be Louis happening wants, early 2024. Louie wants, wants to do this in hard plastic. Uh, this is where you're going to lose my camera and you'll have to edit this out for a second because I'm going to read very quickly just to make sure I don't see the wrong thing. I'm the Bruce. What you can't see on the screen right now while Bruce is reading is his lips are moving while he's reading. Oh, he can see me. I thought you couldn't see me. <laughs> no, I, I can't see you. I'm just saying we can't see you, but you're reading. So since you're reading, your lips are going to be moving because, you know, you can't. Never mind. Okay. So like I said, it will be going early 2024. He wants it to be plastic. This will be going to Kickstarter. We don't have dates yet. Um, the reason it's going to Kickstarter is because this is something that needs to be reinvented and it's basically being done from scratch. It's literally the reason why Kickstarter exists. So, um, so I, I'm going to say this in, in kind of a hopes that he listens to it. And I understand that he is a, a miniature gaming company like, you know, Drop Zone, Drop Fleet, Carnival, Rumble Slam, you know, where it's... it's This, I think, would be a better board game. Where you interesting. Have, okay, yeah. Where you just have, like, you have 12 miniature right and then you have certain things that you can set up on the desk or the bookshelf or whatever and that becomes part of the terrain for it and it's just it's an all-encompassing kind of thing where you go pick it up you buy the entire thing and then there's expansion sets like you would have with god tear or something like that so it's so in the original game complexity wise is kind of you know how I always describe Don't Look Back as it's like halfway between a war game and a board game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what this should I be. I would probably say that that's the level of complexity that this will have as well. I don't. Right. I haven't seen the rules, but know what their complexity they're aiming for is. But but like I, that's, I, 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 I think this thing. is a good direction for that is a, you know, it's not quite the full-on miniature game, but it's not like a normal board game. It's like that little in-between where mm. there's other factions. I think that would be a great part of the market because full-on war gaming is not everyone's cup of tea. Most everyone does a board no, game. No, but this, this is, this is good... designed as an introduction. Yeah, so but that, you... that's, my, that's my two cents. I would. I know that some people do. Like that. I, I know that some people do, but I wouldn't recommend Drop Fleet Commander as somebody's first war game. It's too oh, complex. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. I, I would probably say the same thing about Drop Zone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my exclusive, literally from the lips of Louis himself. Well, from the from the keyboard of Louis himself. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you, um, what do, you do with Louis? He does lips? know that I'm talking about this. I I literally in the chat last night. I was like, well, I assume I can only talk about what I know, and that all of this is to be kept quiet. And he was like, nope, I don't care, go for it. So yeah. Uh, I know that there is going to be some people that'll be like, well, why are TT Combat on Kickstarter? And in this particular case, I'm not with you on that. This this is a product that deserves to be on Kickstarter. Um, there is risks involved with this, especially if they want to go plastics. That's very expensive. Yeah, that's that's so. all, uh, you know, like molds. Like, no, and when I say molds, uh, I'm talking like the high quality polished molds that, yeah, it, those are not yep. cheap. Those are multi-thousand dollars. So, um, and 
Anyways, next on the list. And TT Combat are not on Kickstarter seven or eight times a year. It's yeah. it's not something they go on very frequently. Uh, the last time they were on was very early this year for their own paint line. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yep. uh, Kill Team, Striking Scorpions. Yeah. So we, we did got this teased recently. This is actually up for pre-order now. Um, price in the UK is 80 pounds. I don't know what it's into the US. I don't know if you want to look that up or not. Uh, in Australia, it's 220. So that's why I put the reference that it's 80 dollars more than it should be. Um, but box set wise, like this is very. Pro- I want these striking scorpions. I don't really care about the scouts personally. Uh, I don't imagine that this is going to be one that you would struggle to get rid of the scouts because scouts are a staple. Everybody's going to want them. Uh, I'm um, trying to look it up. Oh, here we go. Uh, kill team. Uh, I'm fighting with their new uh, garbage tastic website. Let's see. That sounds about right. Um, but, 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 I am. I'm not seeing. So it's a more. There's like a couple of very small pieces of terrain, like almost pointless. But I mean, obviously they're there to help flesh out the box. Um, probably one of the easier box sets to split if you wanted to split this with a friend. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty much sold out everywhere in Australia right now. But it, it will, you will get more. So, so don't I pay will, more than you should. I will say this: the um, like the striping scorpions, the web spiders, like those parts of the Elder Army, I think are the best parts about the Elder Army. Well, I've made it public how much. I want the striking scorpions. I will probably end up waiting until they release separately. Sure. Unless I can find someone that's like, well, I only want the scouts and they're someone that's local. I just don't think it would be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, not for yeah. me. Well, I'm not saying it's not worth it for customers, but I only want something specific out of it. So there's no point in me buying the whole thing. It also being the guy who found a elder army in his house, not remembering that I purchased this and around the time of third, uh, fourth edition, um, I'm loving the fact that these still look good, new and fresh, but they still look like yeah. the old ones. Like it's, it's yeah, I like the fact that they haven't reinvented them. Well, yeah, and it's one of those meetings where it's like they don't need to. They still look good. That yeah, classic, they really do. It's yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much more, I don't have much more to say about them other than they they still just look good. So uh, is that the yes. last article? I think that might be the last article. Uh, no, we got uh, some Black Sight Studios. Oh, that's right. That's right uh, and we have uh so we got a couple yep so this is i mean it's not necessarily christmas themed but to be fair it's being released on christmas because it's a christmas themed box they've done a lot of halloween themed boxes but they've never really done anything for the other holidays so that's why we've got this one um so this is but it's a baker that um has accidentally created like a biscuit monster uh it's just it's a lot of fun uh there is another box that's released at the same time we spoke recently that there was a halloween themed box that was free yeah so look at sweet tooth and jacques the baker yep this immediately pops into my head the animated series the tick there's the baking super with his sidekick buttery pat and he had like the 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 dinner roll bombs that would expand and like fill the building with dough oh that's fun (laughs) did did you never see Um, that i've never i've never seen the the cartoon of the tick i do know what it is i've just never seen it you you have to watch it bruce it is one of those it is one of those things of it is so perfect um the other one that's releasing beside this is the thanksgiving one from a couple of months back where they gave it away digitally for free just as a 
Thank you for waiting for the release. But now that the books are on their way out, I should have mine within the next month. Um, they're putting it back up as an actual product, which is what they always said they were going to do. Uh, and then last but not least, I believe is Breacher, which is... Yes. Yeah. Covert missions in the near future. Breacher yep. goes live at 19 days, 13 hours, 58 minutes, and 46 seconds. So we're looking at mid, mid-January mid for this back room to go live. Yep. Um, yeah, about mid-January. Blackside Studios do not do Kickstarter. They kind of do... Uh, Internal Kickstarter. Pretty much, yeah. So it's a pre-order system, uh, but it's a pre order system where like if it does if they don't get enough it doesn't get produced so it's kind right. of a similar idea but they do it internally and kickstarter doesn't get 10 percent or whatever no that's yeah so there's definitely benefits to doing it this way but there are more risks to doing it this way as well yep for sure mm-hmm. um it says uh two to four players co-op slash head-to-head so uh either way depending on how you want to swing uh our play yep. time so uh so this the- is written by the same guy that wrote don't look back uh this is actually being getting written for about three or four years at this point. Uh, basically, the idea is is that this is a one versus many type scenario. So this is John Wick. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. You build your breacher um, to fit a certain theme. Uh, and then your opponent, if you're doing it as opponents, would build their army to fit a certain theme and a certain mission uh, to go against. Um, and then they can kind of tweak it at the last at the last minute, depending on what mission it is that you roll up and stuff. That's a very simplified explanation, but the the idea that of this is, really excites me. That's a great explanation. Blackside Studios, at this stage, I don't really feel they've they've stepped a foot wrong yet. I haven't. I don't own everything they've done, obviously. Um, but I'm yet to see anybody go and say well this was a little average like Yasika has a really big fan base Don't Look Back has obviously been very popular um, Pit Lord's not out yet so we can't really say too much about that um, but Demon Ship was really popular uh, Hametsu has been very well received uh, Don't Look Back is getting good reviews so far but people are still only just getting it at this stage so you're in pretty safe hands here So I mean every company will eventually have something that doesn't go well but yeah and, and, and just based off of the you know the quality of the terrain that they're making like everything else could fall apart for them but they could still run on that you know so and and, and I, I I think like having the terrain and then be able to like do something to go with it is just like that gotta have kind of kind of kind of thing going um you know like I need yeah this terrain's great or ooh this game sounds cool oh and it comes with this train I gotta get it all so as long as they continue yep. to do one thing good they're gonna be able to do the other part and get that as well so yeah they come from the hobby now granted most of these companies come from the hobby but like specifically they are essentially us that went into business for themselves um so they kind of like they have an idea of what most gamers want they also listen to their community a lot um i mean they are a business first and foremost but yeah they 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 take the time and they don't seem to try and rush things too much yeah yeah it it seems like you know they maybe they they do one thing a year it seems like yeah the downside of the company up until a few months back had always been their retail presence because their retail presence they had struggled with because it was anybody that runs a business will know like getting into retail is kind of difficult and you need to have the right distribution and you need to make it easy but you also need to kind of you know make money um yep. so that's the that's the thing that they've been trying to fix over the last 12 months um and it's going to be interesting to see how that continues to go I, I know that our sponsor does have stuff from them now or is about to receive it but I, I believe they should have it by now um 
how it's selling on the shelves, I don't know, because I haven't actually asked. Right. But even if I did know, I could probably couldn't say anyway. So and um, got, is that the last thing I linked? We got one last thing, and that's uh, Sarissa Precision. Oh, that's right. They're doing a galleon. <laughs> and this is really pretty. Yeah, so, so let me this go is ahead. A, this is a pirate ship or, or a, a naval vessel. Uh, all of the layers of this boat comes apart. I want to say it's four layers not including the masts uh the images i've got pulled up are not showing really uh well let's see here so you got to how the one two i would say three for sure okay maybe it's three then maybe four um i I just think this looks really pretty and it's not actually that expensive um i've got a picture of the cannon so that looks interesting because it looks like it's a two-part pewter cannon for the barrel and then like mdf for the actual cannon mount yeah that would make sense so um but yeah the, you I mean, can make it, a cannon out of MDF. it's a pain and it doesn't look very good yeah uh, let's be honest pewter technology is you know the oldest part about this hobby and if you can't do a pewter cast that's like cheap and easy um it would be it would be white metal not specifically pewter though six of one half goes just, the other i know but um, now people can't have a go at you in the comments about saying the wrong thing whatever um 95 dollars uh without guns with guns 107 yeah, which is fine honestly um it's, if, uh, you, if you're going to buy it you'd want you'd want to buy the guns I, I would unless you already have a ton in the right scale i don't see why you yeah. wouldn't for a matter of six bucks uh a little more than that 95 no, yeah so i mean it's no, uh, 15, 16, no. Yeah, oh, 16 I must have bucks. misheard you then. But, but still, 95 to 107, so I can't math. Um, it's 11. 11, yes. So no, it's 12. On this night, uh, this episode of Game Table, watch a struggle at simple arithmetic. <laughs> I don't All know right. what you're saying. And I'm in school. Arithmetic so, is math. Uh, what, what, what do you think of the pirate ship, Sam? Why don't I get this bigger so you can see it easier? There we go. What do you think of that? Um, and this is... Oh, hey, here we go. I just found the images of the, the different levels. So here we have the bottom cargo hold. Uh, here's the next level up. This would be like your uh, your crew-type quarters uh, just below the main deck. And so I would argue yeah. then like your third level is... I don't know if... Is it showing up on this? It's not. Um, right above that. So that would be like your uh, captain's quarters and the main deck and then you so have like the uh the, i guess the flying deck or whatever where the actual like you know you pilot the boat or the ship depending the on deck. no the poop deck is where you poop and that's right here it's on the back yeah. of the boat yeah I'm, I'm gonna say this now this is totally american stereotype but i feel like every american is gonna get the one with gum well i mean it, it's a naval thing sam you know back back in yeah. the day if a, if a ship did not have cannons it could not defend itself and and you're fast forward to modern times you've got all these cargo ships they don't have guns on them and what's happening they're getting attacked by pirates that's that's still the actual thing that's happening you know these days so you know it, 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 it is a reality you wouldn't buy it, it's it's a matter of 12 12 bucks difference so the only reason you wouldn't buy it is if you already had that many cannons that you're falling over them which i really don't see like having that many cannons you know like okay maybe you have dwarves from warhammer and then you've got cannons do you know what you can never have enough cannons especially with the fact that uh let me click on this one so there's uh one two three four five six cannons on one side on mm-hmm. one deck so that's 12 for both sides then let's go to the second deck you got another 12 that's cannons yeah you know, like so if you get as many cannons are pictured you're getting at least 24 cannons for 12 bucks that's 50 cents a cannon yeah that's just nuts that buy the full thing like seriously 
Because the other the other side of that argument is that there's the chance that the ones that you have already won't fit. Right, yeah, for sure. In which case, then you're going to have to order them separately and pay for postage again. Uh, anyway, no, great, shall great we move on? Is, yeah, great leggy ship for the price. But yeah, let's uh, go ahead and move on to this. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. George is not paying attention. Yes, I am. No, it says skipping. <laughs> oh, we're skipping? That's what it says. <laughs> oh, we are skipping. All right, let me go ahead and go switch back to this uh, and then do this. You got nothing. You got something else? Bruce, what hobby have you done on the plane in the last 24 hours? <laughs> well, I sat around for 12 hours waiting for my plane. That was, that was extremely exciting. Um, so, yes, for those of you that are trying to figure out where I am, I'm at my mother's, which is where I was last time we did a recording for Christmas. Um, which, which, by the way, I will say your backdrop is absolutely amazing. Yeah, there's a reason I sat here. Um, so, hobby-wise, my actual physical hobby I haven't done a lot of. Uh, I've been putting more ga- more time into the game again. I did another massive edit and clean sweep of a whole heap of things that weren't worded properly or I wanted to update. Um, I've gone through and rewritten the collision rules because, I mean, literally the rules said that I need to come back and look at this because they're not finished. Um, so I have actually gone through that. It's still not finished, but it, 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 it's... It's coming along. Um, otherwise, I've done a few things for Toy Reel. Um, Hobby-wise, though, I haven't really had the chance to do a lot. What about yourself, George? Um, about, about the same boat. Uh, I, I did follow some uh, some advice of JP, and I got some silicon mounts for my uh, 3D printer for the uh, yep. leveling bed. And I'm currently in the process of printing a, an egg holder. An egg holder? Yes. As in literally it's something that holds eggs in the fridge? Yes, yeah. Well, not on the fridge, on the counter. We, we I, I don't know if you know this, Bruce. Um, Casey has quail. We have a rooster and seven hens, and the hens. Oh, amazing! Okay, and and and, and the, the the hens pop out an egg a day. So, um, we need we need somewhere to put the eggs. Um, it's Lou Big and the girls, the girls from the song, because there there's seven girls he lists in the refrain. Um, okay. What about yourself, Sam? Have you been doing any hobby? Playing more of the Forbidden game. Yeah. What what, what did I get you for Christmas that you already opened? Forbidden Jungle. <gasps> but you're not allowed. To- open it before christmas uh we suck at christmas here so and it's a game so wait wait till christmas to open and play it when we can open it early and play it more uh yeah so i i did pick up it's not it's not that he wanted to open it early it's that you bought something for yourself so you made him open it so that you can play with it i got my mom a winter (laughs) coat and i gave it to her i said it's a coat open it use it now because it's winter uh i got casey a a, a treat dispenser for her pups so she's already got that i got a remote start for a car last year and we put that in the beginning of December like you know it's like whatever so uh, we got him I got him Forbidden Jungle which falls along the series of Forbidden Island Forbidden Desert Forbidden Sky and Forbidden um, Jungle uh, it's, it is yep, a uh, cooperative um, uh, you versus the game uh, board game type thing uh, Matt Leacock he's you probably know Pandemic he did uh, Pandemic well you spoke about the other two as, as one of your favorite games yes in yeah, our top so- 10 a couple yep. of years back. So and like so, I got him for Battle Juggle because he enjoys them as well. And mm-hmm. th- this is a great game. It's um, it's got a lot of moving parts, and you have to think even more. And Matt Leacock is just an absolute brilliant designer of making an AI that will just beat the pants off of you. Can I say something? Yeah, go for it. The pilot yeah. in Forbidden Island is stupidly overpowered because he can go anywhere on on the map for one action. That's yeah. Well, and they all okay. have their special abilities.
abilities. Uh, which one did I play as, Sam? The chemist? The navigator, he can go like this. Yeah, you can usually only go up, down, left, right. The navigator can just whatever direction. Um, I'm trying to remember which... We played a game, and I'm trying to remember which yeah, one I, I played. The what? I play as Diver. No, no, in Jungle. You play as the navigator again. No, uh, I played as the chemist or something like that. You were the biologist. Yeah, so the chemist can actually take damage. Like, you know, the characters you play as, they can... There's, there's insects running around. They can sting you, and you take damage. But not the chemist. He okay. doesn't take damage. So it's... Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy things about this. Um, if anyone's into board games, I highly recommend the Forbidden series by Matt Leacock for for sure. They are really good. It's the kind of things where, you know... I'm, I'm trying to remember a conversation from two years ago, but I'm fairly sure that the comment you were making about it at the time was that everybody had their own ability that made them broken, but yep. because everybody was broken, nobody was broken. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. And uh, of course, as you're playing, you're, the game board is shrinking and you're running out of space and you're trying to accomplish a task. And as, oh, so it's Fortnite. Well, and as it goes along, like, you know, all the, uh, the, the bad things that happen, you know, you draw two cards of the turn, like this happens and this happens, right? If it happens too many times that so you're drawing three, then you're drawing four and things are happening faster and faster and super stressful. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> um, Sounds good. I don't think I've been doing much else. I I want to try to get in a uh, a game of season two uh, Cthulhu uh, tomorrow with Sam. Yeah, yep. we actually killed Cthulhu. Yeah, we, we've we've killed every nice. elder. Yeah, we've killed every elder god. But I also read too that uh, except for Dagon. It, well, Dagon's uh extremely hurt. We were we were going off of like we set up the scenario and that's how we were playing. It. Turns out if you already have all the pieces in play and something else happens, you go to the box and you pull out the box and keep adding stuff as part of like oh this is actually a lot harder <laughs> and this is where i turn around and say have you seen the yellow sign oh uh, that's actually one and if the, you know uh, what that is then you know what it is and if you don't then you don't yeah that's actually one of the uh the gods that comes in the uh core box is the yellow king nice so i think it was the first one actually yeah so uh that's been that's been the hobby not a lot going on um we we, we spent a lot it's, of time it's that time yeah yeah, well, baking cookies. I think we did 156 cookies uh, Thursday. Where's my cookies? Uh, they'd probably be stale by the time they arrive to you. Probably. Another hobby. All right, man. Let's get this. Yeah. Uh, game talk. Talk nerdy to me. Biggest surprise of 2023, Bruce. Um, so yeah, I kind of just kind of threw like a couple of random questions out because it's like it's end of year and it's like, well, we're not doing like a proper end of year thing, but this kind of is. So well, let's just talk about that as a general discussion. Um, these don't have to be in any particular order. It's whatever you like. If you have something on that list, you're like, well, I actually have an answer for this. Go to it. Give yourself time sure. to think of the other ones. As far as surprises of the year is concerned, for me, it's probably it probably has to be epic or legion imperialis because i mean i'm on record as saying that i just didn't think that was ever going to happen like legit i legitimately never thought it would happen because sure. i just didn't think they were interested in doing it um and here it is and it's sold seemingly really well um i, I don't know how long it's going to sell for and how long it will get played for uh, i know that there's a really hardcore audience out there for it there has been an audience screaming for this for years i'm just yeah. not that audience so i don't really know um i've got two big surprises for uh 2023 mm -hmm. 2024? no no the year that's happened so yeah. so two two big surprises uh the first one which is probably the most important one for me because it is still my number one favorite game is uh more uh cthulhu death may die from simon yeah 
I, I was not expecting that. Um, I shouldn't have been shocked by it, but I saw it. And I was just like, ooh, yes. Be, I, it is still my favorite game. You know, it ticks all my boxes. Yeah. The intellectual property is great. It's just, it, in my opinion, it's such a great game. Um, my yeah. other biggest surprise, and this this is coming out of the woodwork, uh, how Redgrass thought they can like manufacture and justify the price of $280 for a stupid light. <laughs> That shocked yeah. the hell out of me. I, I, I've done, though. I, people have fans of Games Workshop stuff still fork out hundreds of dollars for stuff that's, you know, especially in Australia even. I, I, I've yeah. been working on plans for, you know, upgrading this bench behind me. And one of the things I've been looking at is lighting. And I have found a source of lighting. At CRI is in the 90s. It's not 97. Ooh. But you know what? 97 CRI is junk unless you are making pigments, which 99% of the hobby is not making making pigments and you don't need to spend $280 on a light like that. Yeah. I mean, look, people are going to have it and I'm sure people are raving out. Oh, I'm a fan of red grass gaming, but I don't disagree with you. When we got our wet palette, yeah. like, when we both got our wet palette, we saw that there and you were like, Hmm, this looks like they're trying to make it expensive. Uh, and I was like, well, I'm no, I'm kind of excited for it. I'll probably back it. But then I yeah. saw the price of it. And I was like, yeah, no, they're not getting my money yeah. because yeah. I was just, I found the price of it offensive. Yeah, I mean, two two hundred and eighty dollars. And oh yeah, it's got two independent lights, so you don't have shadow. My setup is going to have five light bars, so I will not have shadow. Yeah. I will have more lumens. I will have almost as high as CRI for half mm -hmm. the price. Remind me, George, what else is on that list? What? The list that I write. Oh, uh, biggest hobby mistakes of 2023. Yep. And I think one of them is like my favorite thing of the year. I'm just, I'm trying to remember what else I put on the list. Uh, biggest hobby mistake, biggest hobby, uh, hobby mistake, biggest hobby achievement, and most disappointing news. Okay. Yep. I, I, um, I, ju I just read disappointing news. I already have the answer and I'm going to save it because. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. <laughs> Because if you didn't mention it, I was going to. Right. Um, um, my mistake? Hobby disappointment. Or hobby mistake, yeah. So uh, my biggest hobby mistake of 2023 was probably my uh, Cobra Go. Um, yes, I probably needed it as a intro starting 3D printer, but it was just so frustrating with the bed failing. There's no actual way to manually level the bed. It is what it is, and if it doesn't work, it's, it's junk at that point. So yes, I'm still feeling fighting with getting the level dialed in on my Ender, but it's it's working good as it is so mm -hmm. um for me more than anything else it's probably been my impulse purchases um there's a and, and i spoke about this about three months ago roughly when i like i'd had a bit of a revelation as to why i've been having so many problems with that because uh, i bought a whole heap of things and i kept on using the podcast as, as my excuse to buy things right yeah and there's a whole heap of stuff that i've just like i've opened and never touched so that's probably the big one mistake wise for me um and i believe the next one was hobby achievement yes so mine's probably fairly obvious so i want to go to you so mine's less obvious but still nonetheless i think it's really awesome and i have to pull up our channel not my account um right. switch accounts oh i have to i have to go to a different google tab hang on one second uh oh no where did it go i can't open uh, a getting table page where did getting table go for for me on google that's not cool um that I'm talking about mine while we figure it out then. Yeah, go go for it. So for me, hobby achievements wise, the big one for me has obviously been Entropy City. Um, but it's still in progress, and I'm kind of like I'll, I've taken a bit of a break from it recently because there was a lot that was going on with that for a while. But 
I, I, hang on, I'm getting asked if I want to let you sign in. Oh, no. Yep, that was me. <laughs> Am I signing in? Yes, it's me. Prompt expired. Got it. Hi, man. It must have sent the same thing to me as it did to you when you've yeah, answered we, it before, we, right? We have both of our phones set up for the, the podcast account, so. Yeah. All right. So the, the, the obvious one for me is Entropy City. This is something that I started last year uh, and didn't really stop until the end of October or mid-October is kind of the point where I was like, no, I need to take a break because I was kind of getting to the point of where I needed to take a break and kind of re reassess, reassess type thing. But not only had I done some play testing with friends and stuff, which I had already been doing, but I actually openly showed it off at two events, um, only one of which I'd really prepared for. Uh, the other one kind of happened very last minute and was insanely stressful because of that. Uh, but for me, that's got to have been, that. like, as far as achievements is concerned, that's got to have been the big one for me. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I don't think of anything that you could you could top that with. Um, so now that I have it up and I can actually uh, spout the numbers, uh, mine is, is, is kind of a, it's a little personal victory, but it's also a victory for the channel as well. So obviously as far as content creation goes for, for some of the videos, you know, you've done way more than I have. You've got it nailed down way more than I do. But for some reason, the, the, the one video we have that I did that people have just, they keep tuning into is me covering the uh, Witcher Old World expansions for the board game. Yeah, and more so than the other ones too. Like, because you unboxed all of that, but that one video has done so much better than the rest of them. Well, and it's just, it's just so much better than everything else. Uh, right behind that is your review of the 1.5 rulebook for Drop Fleet by, yep. which has been slowly. That, that's been a, that's kind of been a slow burn. That one, uh, which you know, like 800 you know views less, just for the you know the same time frame. Well, no, that's from 2022. Never mind. So I was gonna say our. Our, uh, our red grass thing, but uh, for the the palette, you know, it's a thousand views behind it. But never mind, that's a year older even. So, so yeah. for me, that was a little like that's a personal accomplishment of what did I do on that video? I need to go watch that a few times, like and just keep sometimes doing. Sometimes we like, just get lucky. Sometimes we just get lucky. Um, but for me, that's a that's a personal achievement right there. Of I did that, and several people have tuned into that. Yeah. Now, Socks is obviously not here, but I kind of want to answer this on his behalf. But this is my opinion, not Sox's opinion. Um, but the very first video that he recorded. Oh, absolutely. I barely, I barely had to edit that at all. I have to edit my own work more than I had to edit either of his. Like, it was pretty much just right to go. And it's not because he said, well, as far as I know, he didn't sit there and, like, redo it again and again and again and again and again. Um, like, his style is certainly a little bit different than mine and yours, but then yours and mine are different too. But... I, I got to say that is something that was very impressive because getting the, getting somebody's first video uh, and not having to do wild editing was a delight. Yeah, well, it just the first video after, and, and I apologize for the socks, but after kind of you know like nudging aggressively of record it, <laughs> uh, it, it turned out absolutely phenomenal in my opinion. Yeah, so. and he did another one off his back without even being asked. Yep, I think uh, I think I could be wrong again. I'm speaking on his behalf again. But I think the big thing for him was that because he'd never done it, there was part of him that was like kind of scared to do it. Oh, for sure. Um, but let's, um, talk, let's talk about that one video that for the longest time, and it was just absolute garbage that I did. <laughs> oh, the vibrating, the the the, the paint shaker one. Uh, no, not the paint shaker one. The uh, the one assembly video I was doing. Oh, the one that you never finished. Yeah, that one because I just I didn't like how it was working, so I completely revamped the setup. So yep. 
and still never finished it. Um, most disappointing news of 2023. Bruce, talk about something that's not mine because you know what mine is. Um, mine's probably the same, honestly. Okay, so I really, count of three. I now. really wanted this. I really wanted us to be wrong about this. On the count of three. Um, one, one of my predictions about that is wrong, but I'm going to talk far. about that later. Well, on the count of three. One, two, three. Mythic games. Mythic games. Uh, mythic games. Sorry, yes. Um, right now. Yeah. The, they're currently right now they're doing a uh it's a it's an advent calendar but they're they're basing it off of krampus and this is probably the the worst received form of marketing i have ever seen for a game the spam coming from their emails um the the way that they present themselves online it's just an insult honestly all of it is an insult uh to the point where people that wouldn't normally like i fought really hard to avoid talking about mantic outside of our like when we were talking about it by mythic sorry mantic are wonderful i have nothing negative to say about mantic this is why i'm correcting Um, you (laughs) yes um but somebody recently on the discord for on tabletop pointed out like how that like how poorly that was being received and i kind of went i fought so hard and so long to avoid talking about this here but this is so much worse than you think it is and i just went for it and just laid it all out on the discord yeah and a, a lot of them knew some of them didn't um some of them knew did, but didn't realize just how bad it is um like make no mistake there is zero question at this point that they are just simply ripping people off and lying to cover it there is no way that they can prove that wrong at this stage. They have had opportunities to prove that they were doing the right thing. I mean, it looks like Siege is getting close. Uh, it is in production. Maybe. The next stage for it is to ship. Yeah. So the next problem with that is, is then they still have, excuse me, wave two of Darkest Dungeon that that still needs to get manufactured and shipped. So um, yeah, they they did the uh, we need more money, please. Yeah, um, which they're going to be doing for all of them because they basically which, yeah. Well, so here's the thing now. Uh, language packs for Darkest Dungeon are not being done now yep. because they did get the minimum order quantity on that. So if you're say German and order Darkest Dungeon, you're not getting it in uh, your native language. You get a PDF and it's an English game. So that's a huge, yep. huge issue there in my opinion because they said this is going to happen. Now it's not. So yeah. So then we still now, have. Granted, there is kind of Kickstarter where look a, pro- a, a, a product could change. That is kind of the, the the risks that you take. But at the same time, if you point blank promise something and then just point blank refuse to do it which is what well, they've done it's, it's well, not good. To, to go to your Simon argument of at one point when mythic was actually still on track with things and still doing things when they said they were going to do it they were too big to be on kickstarter they've mismanaged themselves horribly but yeah if they said they were going to do a game in german that should have be done in german um so they, they yeah. did that the, the, they have <laughs> they have mismanaged their funds they've clearly spent things on things that they shouldn't have we yep. have no way of knowing what that was but clearly a lot of that money has disappeared yep um, um, so Darkest Dungeon, uh, the Wave 2 funding has happened, so that is going to get produced and shipped in theory. Yeah. I'm going to say and in theory until it actually happens. Else. Then you still have Monster Apocalypse. You still yep. have Rise of the Necromancer. This is their property. That what? also partially belongs to somebody else. Uh, yeah, that still belongs to Privateer Press So uh, as yeah. well. So there's Monster Apocalypse. There's Rise of the Necromancer. There's, uh, is it pronounced Anastair? Anastir? Something like that. And then Hell the Last Saga. So they still have four outstanding projects 
that need delivery. Yeah. So the prediction I spoke of earlier, this time last year, I made the prediction that they would be out of business before the end of this year. That's very clearly not going to be the case now. Uh, I, I, I'm going to cut you some I and say that it's a good thing because they're still lying to people with pretty much yeah. every post they make. I, I, I'm going to cut you some slack on that because I still have the belief of it's not a if, it's when. Yeah. So uh, I don't think I'm going to get Hell of the Last Saga just because we have Monster Apocalypse. I, we still have Monster Apocalypse, which, you know... Which will get priority because it's a license. Because there's the third-party uh, privateer press with that intellectual. Um, th- they say that they're going to give us a big update on Hell. Um, but they've been saying that since May. But the beginning of the year for every single game they said they're going to do an update monthly every game except for hell has not had an well see six and darkest dungeon because they're in production every single game has not had an update since january hell had an update in march and that's the last we've heard on that so um still not gonna hold my breath um i just realized uh sam what was your biggest surprise of the year with with all the stuff i've shown you probably forbidden jungle forbidden jungle i thought he was done with the series so yeah it was i want to say in november i sent him a couple of screenshots is like hey check this out he's like oh cool and then t- to his his level of surprise when he opened and he was just like oh hey you got me the game you showed me like <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder where he showed it to you. Right. Um, yeah. What, wh- what do you think has been your biggest achievement, Sam? Probably passing all my finals. No, I'm talking about for the hobby stuff. Uh, yes, passing your finals is good. Uh, <laughs> it is very good, yes. I wouldn't call it a hobby. But to be fair, George didn't ask hobby. That's true. I, I, I'm going to show you one, Sam. Um, Where's it at? We're going to do this in order of by date. Where? When did we do that? I don't know. Let's play. The Let's Play is a good one. I, I, I think that's a pretty good one. Oh, right there. Let's play Stranger Things on uh, in November because uh, you because he's you've never got, done it. Well, yeah, you've never done anything like that except for the unboxing, which also I think that's a, a, a good achievement for you as well. The, the the same category of socks of I pretty much shoved you in front of my equipment and said, "Do this." <laughs> what I think we yeah. should do for the next Let's Play series would be the Forbidden Game. It deserves that attention. I I could see us doing that. So maybe I'll show people why the pilot is so powerful. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Right. I think it's been a pretty good year uh that being said uh we'll definitely need to get some more input on socks because do we yeah we don't have another session before the year is over or is it no but you can do it in january that's fine yeah this is the last video of the year no yeah this is our last video of the year yeah so and it will uh, be yes because yeah time, time flipping flies holy cow the last video actually the last video of the year because this won't go live until thursday will be this because the christmas day reel will be before then yeah so uh i think the last one is um most exciting news or it was something along those lines i have uh, a question no, at the end that i want to add their surprise hobby mistake achievement and most disappointing news which we just finished yes so what about so could we covered exciting news what we what would you say is your purchase of the year or, or item that you received of the year is obviously allowing for kickstarters um, um, or do you want to do a top three? No, I'm trying to think of, uh, let me see here. Well, I have one that I can talk of and yeah. it kind of, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of a crossover because this is also one that really surprised me. And this was the blood and plunder two player starter set. This is something I backed on Kickstarter. And then after that finished and it was done a few months later, I was kind of sitting there. like, I don't really know why I've done this. And I was expecting to kind of like receive it and go, no, I don't really know if I need this, but I got like opening that box really reinvigorated me again. I still haven't built the stuff in it. I know I should. 
But that box set was so much. I, I knew what was going to be in it, but just getting it and seeing it in person was so much better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I genuinely think it's the player, it's the two-player starter set in the industry right now. Regardless of whether you buy it just for yourself or whether you're splitting it with a friend, it's been done perfectly. Uh, the other one for me is probably the... Um, um, I ordered some terrain from Black Sight Studios through a redirection service. Uh, that's how I could afford to get it in. Uh, there's a video that I'm going to be doing on that early next year. Um, I think I've got some genuine good advice to give to Australians on this fact. Um, after my eight months research on the subject... Um, but the um, mobile homes that they did are just gorgeous. I mean, the Sarissa yeah. Precision one was nice too, but the Black Sight Studio ones are another level up. But it sounds like George is still not sure. I'm still trying to... Probably my unspeakable box. Okay. Where Cthulhu Death May Die. Um, yep. Just, is that just, the one you spent too much money on? Well, at the time, I'm going to say I didn't spend too much money on it because that was the Kickstarter exclusive, not for retail box of items. Yeah. And, and so it was either get it at that price or continually keep watching it go up in price and either never get it or continue to like, or just spend even more. And it that point i don't believe that even hinted that there was a second no one that was going to happen so no because so i got that and then i want to say it was a couple months later simon's like here's the new cthulhu game we're releasing you know to kickstart yeah. which is essentially seasons three and four and it wasn't till a week into the campaign that they're like we're going to re-release this as an add-on for this kickstarter yeah. so at that point it had been like four months of i had had this i had looked at it and i was excited of i got this you know i've got this percentage of this game now i feel very yep. content and then that yeah. happened and it was just like oh well damn but but because of that kickstarter i was able to, I'm, I'm getting the the bigature the the 18 inch cthulhu i'm getting that without having to pay the Cheap. ridiculous price that i was might have had to so yeah so there is a silver lining to that yes i paid so I think, go ahead yeah no no you finish what you because i was going to say i think that's it for game talk but yeah, I, I, I think so too. Yeah. So, you know, yes, I did pay a lot for this, but I still got it. Didn't yeah. know that was going to happen. So six to one half dozen the other. I was able to complete with the big one without having to pay that exorbitant price. So Sam, I, 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 I can't complain. Um, of the hobby related stuff that you've received this year, is there like one that surprised you more than the others or one that really stands out? Not really. Which one was your favorite game you got this year? Probably Forbidden Jungle. Even more than Stranger Things? Are you, are you that much of a fan of the series? I guess say something about unspeakable what can i say something about unspeakable yeah sure, go ahead yeah one of the players is albert einstein that's true yeah what in the, the uh, unspeakable okay. box so so that's that's one thing and there's so many things it's like they could do so like zombicide like if you look there's like the the john goodman character from um big lebowski you know, like nice. all these other pop culture characters so death may die they do a lot of like in the core box there's Lindsay borden and rasputin yeah there's rasputin so yeah and there's albert einstein so like there's been a lot of fan creations like i don't know why simon hasn't done it but there's no hp lovecraft character that you can play as interesting and i like yeah, they I, give them all their backstory like they gave us a reason why rasputin's immortal. yeah immortal so what one of the one of the fan creations that people have done is you know they've made a batman because you're an investigator who's the greatest investigator ever yeah batman so no it's okay you're not wrong there sam sherlock Holmes is a good investigator i'll give you that to be fair it was one of the inspirations for batman that that too yeah so uh sam gets credit for that um 
Upcoming events? Yeah. I feel like that'd be a great fan character. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, for sure. Tournament, demos, conventions, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to do a lot of talking here because Bruce can't see anything. Uh, we got the Melbourne Figure Painters Collective last Sunday of each month and the Kathleen... It's already happened this month, huh? It's So yeah, you got to wait till next year. Uh, last Sunday of the month, Kathleen Smee Library. Am I saying that correctly? Sign. Sign. Uh, that's at 251 Faraday Street and Carlton from 12 to 5 p.m. Uh, the Instagram is instagram.com slash mfp.collective. Then we have the Danger Close Drop Zone Commander Tournament that is coming up the 20th of January in 2024. It is 17, 1,750 points. That is the Bristol Gaming Collective. The website is www.everbright.com. And then the last thing on our list is the Drop Fleet Commander Space Tournament Co Space Station Competition. Uh, yep. It is, there's two parts to it. Uh, build yep. for the competition. So you need to enter before the end of the year with a photo of the sprue and or the bits you'll use and have it built and painted by the 31st of January 2024. Yeah. A word on that. Somebody asked this recently. You are allowed to scratch build one, but it needs to include drop universe parts. And then the second part of that, the painting, painting competition, if you already have a space station built and painted, you need to enter a photo of your finished work in the thread before the end of the year. So if yeah. you've already done this, you have till the 31st of December to submit your photo. If you're building and painting, you have till the end of January next year. Uh, prize support by TT Combat, and you are encouraged to post your progress on the group. Yeah, I would I, I'd definitely recommend people to get involved in this. Like, if you have have those kits sitting around which to be fair quite a few of us do um then it's a good excuse to build something fun and silly and just or, or paint something up fun or silly and just get involved um sure. why not and, and to be fair the drop universe like drop fleet commander needs the attention right now if you're if you're a fan of the game it needs more attention so give it some uh, i am not entering the competition because i am busy with other things uh, and also, I i mean, I could build something and stand beside it, but I, I didn't think that me entering would be appropriate. I also don't know where my space station kit is. And that's it. Thank you to those that support us. We do appreciate your support. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, please consider sponsor. Uh, please do consider supporting us. You can find us at patreon.com slash getting tabled. Um, speaking of people that support us, thank you to Valhalla Hobby. They have been sponsoring us all year. Uh, it's literally the only reason why we can afford to have Drop Fleet Commander. Uh, um, yeah. Or we can have gettingtabled.com. Um, they have been wonderful this year. But they have all of your hobby stuff. They're in Verona, Wisconsin. Uh, they have a real a real passion for the niche side of this hobby, which is something that we all need to see more of. Um, get involved. Order something online. Their prices are really good, honestly. Just If you use the code GT2305 at checkout, you get 5% off. If you want to follow us on social media, facebook.com slash gettingtabled is the, the best one to follow. It is the most active. Uh, you will have posts there every week every time a video goes live every time something's coming up if there's something that's really exciting news or really urgent news that you need to know that can't wait for a podcast that's where we'll share it um it's the place to be at getting tabled on instagram and twitter it's not x it's twitter um and getting tabled at gmail.com reach out let us know what you want us to cover uh if there's stuff that we're not doing that you think we should be doing let us know if there's stuff that we do do that you really appreciate hey maybe let us know if you have an event that's coming up let us know just let us know about things anything you said um yeah true <laughs>
Uh, you can also find me on Toy Reel, youtube.com slash Toy Reel. Uh, we have an episode coming up live Wednesday night where we will all be talking about our top three figures of the year. Um, so that will be happening at around 7.30 Australian time. Well, Eastern Australian time. Um, so come along to that if you're awake for it. Um, it should be, especially if you're somebody that actually has an interest. If you're not awake at that hour, then you will be able to watch it after the fact, JP. Um, <laughs> JP should. JP just says, you're like, oh. Yeah, I think he was responding <laughs> to you there, there, Sam. <laughs> and so, I think that's it. Merry Christmas, Bruce. Merry Christmas. And until next year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. Play more games.